0: to change
1: your lane. I came home from
2: the Wasteland. Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl. Created out of nothing like a comic book girl. Hey! Who's gonna read the lot So we have like an hour or something? Yeah. Ish. Hi. The thing you need to understand,
1: here, so is that I, if I'm not prepared, like, a full hour beforehand, I, I, I turn into a nervous wreck, and I'm like, ah, but I
0: don't feel like okay, get, and I feel like better. Get ready,
2: this is so, serious, so. First aid kit. You got that CPR kit? Um, let's see. Wait, did you grab my chips? Those are not chips, it's the CPR kit! Oh, sorry, yeah, I gotcha.
1: Let's see, extra masks, spare uh, change of clothes, water bottles...
0: Do you have one with the hole cut in the lid for squirting at people's eyes?
1: No, I figured I would kind of just do that on site. I got a okay. multi-tool with an all on it.
2: I was told to bring Valid. milk. Is that
1: no? Not milk. Oh no! Only only clean water to put in people's eyes. Ah, only clean fresh water. Nothing else.
2: Well, do you want <laughs> half a gallon of? <laughs> I am allergic oh, no.
0: to milk.
1: Chug, chug,
2: chug. I chug. would die. Oh my god! I'm talking about you. That Um, sounds horrible. If it was chocolate milk, I would chug it.
1: I got a pack of Sharpies. Do you all have the Civil Defense Defense Lawyer's Guild written on your arms?
0: I'm not going to the actual protest. I'm running communications. Right. I have it written on
2: my inner thighs. Sensual. How accessible is that going to (laughs) be? No, it's right here.
1: No, it actually makes sense because you have the breakaway pads. Yeah, I think we're good.
0: I mean, my prep is literally just pulling up an app on my computer that listens in on police broadcasts. Yeah. Do you
1: have Ethernet? You no, in the I wall?
0: don't. I'm
1: lazy. I might have an Ethernet cable around here. Oh, oh I have an Ethernet cable. Yeah, no, oh, I again. Just...
2: Oh, okay, bye. Is there any reason, reason we would want to go early? And like... Not really. I can't think of one.
1: Well, you know what we could do?
2: Talk about Animorphs.
1: We got one more Animorphs book, and they do still... Feel the need to remind us about what exactly a yurk is and how it works.
0: Literally, my first note is, hi, ouch, I'm in pain
2: already.
1: My first note is, "What? Are, why are we still doing the here's what a yurk is in the last
2: book, ag? Right. Someone told me that they read the last book first. Yeah.
1: Well,
0: it does say the beginning, so I could see the confusion. Yeah,
2: but you literally see the- There's a 54, 54 on it. Right there.
1: Wait, hold on. I wanna. I haven't looked at the cover in a while. So that's Bake Jerrinson, the the anamorph man on the yes, outside so most Bake layer. Bake
2: Jerrinson is his stoner sona. Oh it goes Jake, Rachel, That's Tobias.
0: Cassie. Oh, you're going from the outside Yeah.
1: Then. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jake the Andalite, that famous Andalite
2: Jake. <laughs> Jake, Rachel, Marco. No, Jake, Rachel, Tobias, Cassie, Marco
1: whoever that guy is <laughs> that weird guy that's yeah. your
2: favorite
0: war criminal i love him
1: i remember all-
2: god there's so much we have to talk about i was gonna say
1: I, rem- I just hour. remembered what happens to him in this book
2: he dies no but he it's more than of, like, that gets, gets okay all right. all right all right all right
1: let's let's let's, okay. let's why what
2: we don't have to talk about stuff in order
1: i feel like it's helpful so this book picks up right where 53 the Ancestor left off uh with Tom and a group of separatists from the Yurk Empire on the Blade ship, along with Rachel.
0: Is Tom a girl boss?
1: Do you think Tom <laughs> Barrinson had girl power when he attempted to secede from the Yurk Empire with the Blade ship and a morphing cube? Yes,
0: that. absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: you got Tom and the secessionists, and are they secessionists? Is that a fair word to use for them? I don't also, know. Rachel is there, and then on the other ship, you have. Just about everybody else, including uh, Esplin6692. Is that his number? Yeah, so everybody else is on there. Uh, I want to
2: talk about what happened to Axe. Okay. <laughs> I can't do this in order. I'm too emotionally fraught. So
1: we're talking about Axe before we're talking about Rachel.
2: That's valid, because there's less to talk about, I think, with Axe.
1: Okay, do we want to s- just start with Axe, or do we want to start with the end of the book that involves Axe and also n- most of the rest of them?
2: I, ne- I just had never even heard about this.
0: I assume it's made up because it's not like we actually have evidence that this happened. Yeah, I
2: hadn't even heard anyone claiming that this is a thing before. How did we get these records?
0: I'm pretty sure Cassie like made it up. I mean, up until they leave Earth, presumably, we do actually know what was going on at the end of the journal. But then I think after that, it was more a thing of like, well, they never came back. We have to extrapolate like something that could have happened.
1: Uh, that explanation doesn't sit well with me because I've been a, a staunch promoter of the historical accuracy of these journals for basically the whole time. So the Just ad- how
2: do you ex- how do you explain it? Like uh, do we get like audio logs from the Rachel? Do All we right. like pick up like something from the Andalite government if they like discovered that this was a thing?
1: I mean I don't don't know.
2: From like their
0: brief description of the journey, it sounds like they were completely out of contact with Earth.
1: Yeah, that definitely is the implication. Worrisome questions.
2: Inconclusive.
1: Well maybe okay. it was the Elemist. No. Bada
0: No, it was not the Elemist. I well. do actually have so, I know you want to talk about...
1: Are you doing important research on your phone there? <laughs> no, Are you doing important research I'm into the end of Anamor's volume 54?
0: I'm playing 2048. And maybe she's doing important organizing work. I'm know. playing 2048.
2: Okay. Um, I'm doing important organizing work. Are you organizing a date? No, I'm... <laughs> I'm a communications person, don't you remember? She's organizing a date. hmm No, it's, I'm <laughs> organizing with protesters. Hey, are you...
1: are so, we're friends, Yep. Yeah. Maybe. Are
2: you a nurse? I friend? haven't decided yet. Is there anything, are you, are you two, what's going on there? Listen, listen, if there was, I wouldn't tell you. Oh,
0: rude.
2: That is between me and the thought speak of one particular lady and that I may or may not have touched her face gingerly. <laughs> ah, oh! But if it was, I wouldn't tell you. Okay.
0: Anyway, anyway, you wanted to talk about Rachel and you want to talk about Axe. And I think I have something to say kind of connecting both of them that ties into my theory as to like why we have this extra canonical material, one might say. If one had spent too much time reading fanfiction in one's youth, stop making that face at me.
2: I don't... Historical (laughs) fanfiction. It's not that, though. It is!
1: Okay, say what you're gonna say.
2: Say what you wanna say. I knew you were gonna
1: do that, too. God.
0: I think that someone, most likely Cassie, uh, wrote in these post-mortem revelations... As a way to give, let, let's just say for the sake of argument, it was Cassie because she is the most likely candidate, um, and that way I can, you know, refer to this hypothetical person as Cassie to give her friends and loved ones a sense of narrative closure that was not present in real life. Especially I think mm-hmm. with Rachel because that like last page takes place. You know, Cassie was watching the whole time, so she saw Rachel die. Horrible. But that last page or so takes place after Rachel's death and she specifically like has that short encounter with the Elemist and gets to finally find out like why everything is happening and the Elemist tells her that she was brave and strong and good and she mattered and I think that's like what everyone wants to hear you know you want to know that you were brave and that you were strong and that you were good and what you did mattered and was good and so I think of that as a kind of gift. That Cassie gave Rachel when she was writing that she and because because Cassie was always sort of the moral center of the group. It's kind of her confirmation as the moral center of the group that like she thinks that overall Rachel was still good and that she did matter and she did help. And
2: I think like it also could have been their families or something. Yeah, that's true. I'm just, they, I'm saying it's Cassie for the sake of, like, having right. a person to yeah, talk I'm about saying, when I talk about like, the theory. Who would need closure in that scenario? Yeah. You
1: know? So Cassie was the eldest the whole time, is yes. what you're saying? Yes, Great. exactly. Okay.
0: And so I think it might be a similar, albeit maybe a little more gruesome, thing going on towards the end of the series, because from the perspective of people on Earth, and presumably whoever was rewriting this, you know that Axe was off on some mission, and disappeared right up until Jake and company leave Earth and like lose communication with Earth. They know what's going on but as soon as they lose communication with Earth whoever is putting this together for publication has to start improvising. It's Axe would come back if he could so something must have happened to him so here's a possible thing that happened to him that would make sense with what little we do know and then no one else ever came back either so we have to come up with something.
1: So I understand this notion that that you, a filthy atheist, would want to come up with to explain Rachel's sort of exiting of the narrative, and I can accept that. But I absolutely cannot accept it for the others, mm-hmm. because what kind of an ending is that? Who
2: a realistic one? I agree. What reason do we have that accidentally wouldn't want to be like covered up by the American government or something? It flies or in the f- Andalite government.
1: So it, it flies in the face of the motivation that you ascribed to the first editorial. Send off for Rachel. Mm -hmm. Who would want to see the rest of the team suffer? We also would have no closure on Tobias, which I think is important. He's
0: with them. He also dies. I
1: can't accept that the 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 same person who's okay, unless this is like a composite text put together by a bunch of people, all sort of credited as. I just uh, is that the simplest
2: solution? Ghostwriters, man, just ghostwriters. All the way down. What's a simpler
0: solution? That someone made up an ending that you personally find unsatisfying or that Jake and scumbag Animorphs himself, literally spoke to someone from beyond the grave to tell them that he died in a suicide mission?
1: It's not whether or not I found the ending to be satisfying. It is the goal of interjecting that sort of stuff at all. If you want an ending that sort of pays homage to these national heroes, which granted they are. Right, I know, I know, I know. But like that's what that's the role that they're playing in this book. They're war criminals. They're the role that they're playing in this book is that they become national heroes. That's like the thing that happens to them. If what you're saying is that this is this is put in by somebody else to give Rachel closure and to finish this thing, they could have just finished it with them flying off into space, never to be seen again.
0: But that's so Ugh, open-ended.
1: That, um, for the purposes of these inclusions, as you describe them as an effort to generate closure for, again, these national heroes, this ending is kind of gruesomely flies in the face of that, and I feel like you need to reconcile those two. If you're gonna say that they were sort of interjected in there, I feel like it doesn't make sense for them to be coming from two really different motivations.
2: I think it's very interesting that you have that response, because I've heard that from many people before, that they were like unsatisfied and confused with this kind of resolution for history.
1: It's not, again, I want to I emphasize that it's not about my personal response to this ending, it's just that C- Cassandra is, is putting forth an idea that relies upon two conflicting motivations simultaneously, and that doesn't make sense to me.
2: I think there's something that those motivations have in common, and it might make something that maybe was poorly received, but was intended with a very specific purpose. I see where Cassandra's coming from.
1: Okay, so in that case, if you think that there is some commonality there, what's your take on it? Why were these bits put in? Give me a unified theory.
2: I think it makes sense for national heroes to be put to song, made into legends, so to speak, and I think whenever you grieve someone, whenever you lose someone, part of you has to like remember what's important and remember the best parts or like create a version of them in your mind that is easier to understand and work past and i think it makes sense for the country to view these people this way and probably these people's families
0: i also did just think of something which is that if cassie was the one doing these rewrites i think that having the ending message be becoming consumed by war means you will inevitably be literally consumed by
2: war uh, makes a lot of sense knowing her political motivations. It's interesting also because that's like subtextual, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it surprises me that if one of the interests that we're talking about here did have a uh, a hand in making them more palatable for the American public to memorialize as heroes, they wouldn't go with that war is hell narrative.
1: I think that you've you've landed on something that I can sort of wrap my head around, which is that this is this is government propaganda, and they're trying to lionize Rachel and martyr the others. Mm. And there's glory in that, and Axe doesn't get to participate in that because he's an agent of a foreign government.
0: Technically, they're trying to barrelize her. I do think that it's also important to note that the copies that we are reading have been edited by multiple hands over quite a number of years. And so it can be hard to tell who put what in and what's exactly original to the original versions and who was editing with an agenda and whatnot.
2: Yeah, and I mean, some stuff is irrevocable. You know, we know that Rachel died, and we know that the Yurks <laughs> lost the war. I guess what surprises me is that in this journal, we didn't hear anything about the Yerk Empire and the Council of Thirteen. Yeah. Mm. And because that sort of seems like the next logical step, that like something with that would happen, but we didn't. And I, I mean, there's certain historical accounts of some major events that happen later, but I guess their response is something I expected to be included, and it wasn't.
1: The Yerkes as a threat to Earth are nullified within, I believe, the span of a chapter. I kind of want to pull that up.
0: I do think that part of it is just, and then things slowly and incrementally crumbled, helped along by a lot of bureaucracy, is like not a very fun and fancy thing to read.
2: Yeah, it's not terribly fl- flashy, but I think that's what's At least for me very compelling and i think that's a major thing that i took away from this that i was expecting something extremely different and like i said like a couple weeks ago i was talking about how i expected Visser one to have this big confrontation with them at the end and then he just kind of gave up and it was like sad and i know i was sort of treating this as like a spoiler free journey but i did know that rachel died and i guess based on what i have read I had always assumed that the Elemis was going to be involved um, and that she would, like, be a sacrifice and, like, all this magical stuff was going to happen. Reading the journals, I can't think of any reasonable way for all the stuff that has been ingrained into society at that point from the Yurks. how that's going to get fixed. Like, I just don't—having read it now, I think it just all sort of makes sense that, like, maybe my childhood perspective of war (laughs) was— wrong and 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 bad and that's fine
1: that's always a a moment of revelation is like oh the story that i've been fed about this sort of world-altering conflict that i uh read about when i was a kid is not correct actually
0: you handshake emoji all of the anamorphs oh my childhood understandings of war were wrong
1: So in the immediate aftermath of the Irk War, the Andalite government assists in the cease method. Earth becomes aware of alien life in general. I don't remember how much time passes in the first time skip. I think it's like two a years. That's year. a year.
0: One year and then two years, I think.
1: But Marco becomes a celebrity, as we all knew that he would be. Because obviously, Marco, he's the guy. He's the Animorph guy. He's the spokesperson for the Animorphs.
0: RIP to Marco Animorphs, you would have loved
2: influencer culture. Yeah. Like, um, he was the OG influencer. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Cassie goes on to work for the government, facilitating, ensuring the rights of the new Hortbizier colony. And Jake kind of just dupes about and tries to fly a little under the radar because this experience has broken him. Same deal with Tobias. Tobias just kind of just leaves.
0: Tobias literally flies under the radar.
1: Literally flies under the radar, that he does. Marco and Cassie have a meeting about how Jake is in a bit of a slump, and they end up kidnapping him and throwing him into the ocean and forcing him to morph a dolphin. And there's a bit where he's like, my clothes billowed and knotted around me, twisting me, hampering my motions." Yeah, maybe if this weren't the... Freaking nineteen nineties, you would have sh- that fit you. Imagine uh, that. Just this that that scene in particular had me just reminded of uh, Jake flailing around in David Byrne's big suit, f- flailing around in the water. Yeah,
2: maybe these kids I... would have been able to morph clothes the whole time. <laughs> they just wore normal clothes, and wore, like, <laughs> baggy pants. We cracked the code. This whole time, I've been thinking of them like, hey, why aren't they able to morph the skinny jeans that they're wearing? Oh no, they're wearing giant pants that zip off into shorts.
1: Yeah, we all mean. of them were wearing trip pants.
2: It just wasn't important to their narratives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Except Cassie. Mm -hmm. Cassie was always wearing...
0: Cassie was wearing Walmart (laughs) jeans. We know this about her.
1: Jake ends up getting a a certain amount of work assisting counter-terrorist operatives. He describes the people who are causing mayhem on Earth Subsequent to the Yurak War in Chapter Fifteen, and says some of them were anti-government paranoids who was convinced themselves that the Andalites were taking over Earth.
0: This was so troubling. Mm-hmm. I was hey, so troubled. What's up? Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, sounds it's...
0: like a familiar person here. Who I hate write. that he got a government hey job. Then just and just became a cop. Yeah. What? Oh. I mean, look me in the eyes and tell me you could ever imagine Jake having any other profession than like cop,
2: people player basketball yeah
0: besides basketball what are basketball players the cops
2: ball 24
0: <laughs> they're not actually cops basketball that, players seem chill
1: i think that if you've been in active combat with a more than one horkbejir at a time i feel like basketball is just not exciting for you anymore mm.
0: basketball doesn't cut it you need harder
2: drugs i think <laughs> that might be the case <laughs> well, i i gotta figure there's horkbezier basketball at this point
0: they would just puncture the ball I mean, just
2: wrist, just wrist blades would make it kind of difficult, wouldn't they? It's just a metal sphere.
0: It's a Dyson sphere.
1: You can't- you can't play basketball with a Dyson sphere. You can
0: if you're big enough or if it's small enough. Harpies here
1: are not that big, okay
0: maybe it's a very small planet
1: the other thing that just now occurs to me Mm -hmm. that um two two things actually that occurred to me one if we're deciding to look at this which again i just think that this happened i just think this stuff happened it's not that deep imagine just
2: thinking things happened
1: things just happened and the elemist may or may not be real i know that there's a bunch of people who have some really wild opinions about the elemist and This day and age, and no, I'm not talking about you, Atheist Cassandra, I'm talking about, like, the people who have, like, call-in radio shows and are like, oh yeah, the Elemist. I have a direct line.
0: This is my Greek mythology epithet, like, you know, rosy-fingered Eos. It's Atheist Cassandra. (laughs)
1: Atheist Cassandra. Uh, One thing that does lend a little additional credence to the idea that these conclusions to the narratives of each individual animorph are sort of government propaganda by the presumably the United States government is that the operation that gets most of them shot out into space never to be seen again is one that is sort of kicked off by the Andalite government hmm So the Andalites are sort of hypothetically, plausibly to blame in that scenario if this is a propaganda reading.
2: I mean, that is the literal scenario that is textually in this journal. Yeah, but, like, again... They're literally liars.
1: <laughs> the other alternative is perhaps maybe we got some information from the aliens, whose names I can't remember, who the Andalites don't technically have an alliance with, whose space they were technically the
2: in. The now that's no. just
1: german for the kind of sausage that you eat on christmas yeah i pulled up chapter 17 when jake comes down to inform cassie about the mission to calibrated space jake is talking about tobias saying don't bother to tell me you don't know where he is i'm sure he's sworn to you to secrecy but you have to ask what's best for tobias now axe was his shorm he has to go you know even if he does hate me cassie replies he doesn't hate you jake he never did his heart was broken that's all and you know tobias never had anyone no one before rachel no mother really no father he couldn't even know Rachel was the first and only person who ever loved Tobias. Rachel was the first and only person who ever loved Tobias?
0: I know, it's so messed up. Lauren's
1: chopped liver, apparently. What's Lauren up to? Probably minding her own business at this point with not a lot happening in the spotlight, which good for her.
2: That surprised me when I read this. I was like baffled. There's like two books that are just about him reliving his trauma over and over again. And we never really get any kind of clarification about what happened. And he just is like, no, I'm not gonna get a therapist. I'm just gonna stay as a hawk. And I just... I just hate that for him, you know?
1: Yeah, it's not a good way to be.
0: Reject therapy, embrace hawkness. But yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think that Lauren, I mean, he was born like right before her accident, I think. So Lauren like maybe kind of loved him for a second before he was even really consciously aware of it. But then she forgot all about him and she talks about how she like didn't really know how to love him. So I can see why Cassie says that.
1: But she has the basis for it in the one book where she shows up and she saves him from getting crushed by a helicopter. Like, very clearly there is and they, something
2: to work with there. They have some time together, but it might just not have been enough for Tobias.
0: And Cassie specifically says first. She doesn't really say only. And
2: only. Rachel was the first and only person to ever love Tobias. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Maybe something else happened that we never found out about. They have to wrap up so many things in this one journal that, like, there's no possible way that you could just talk about everyone's lives afterwards. That's why when it did the year skip, I was like, really? (laughs) Yeah. We're wrapping all of that up just like, uh, that surprised me. I wanted to know what happened in the direct aftermath, but I guess there's no way to encapsulate the amount of grief that you have to process with Rachel, and I'm still processing my grief with Rachel. There are
0: definitely like a lot of very thick, heavy, dry, non-fiction tomes about what happened in the immediate aftermath.
1: On a completely different note, I'm also real mad that the hark don't get a vote in the U.S.'s legislative branch. Give Toby a vote, you cowards.
2: Are we protesting for that today as well i mean we
1: could we could bring that energy if you want to bring that energy yeah
2: absolutely i don't know if i have the energy today honestly i'm kind of just like not (laughs) i'm just like not really feeling it i mean it's happening though
0: yeah you kind of if you wanted to not feel it, dude you might have wanted to do that like a little earlier in the game
2: well i just am not used to this and i just feel like i don't know I just have spent so much time, like, thinking about the war is hell thing, and it's just really hard for me to, like, confront that and, like, go out there now and, like, I don't know. Like, I want to help, but... Actually being here with, like, the backpacks and, like, getting ready for people to, like, spray us with toxic chemicals, I'm like... Yeah, it's scary stuff. It really, really is. Um,
1: how many of you these have you been to before? Have you been to more protests before? There's... No, I've never been to one. Here's the thing. Your fear and your trepidation is like real, absolutely. You wanna make sure that you're gonna be safe. But at the same time, I don't know if it's just a thing you have to experience in order to know, but like you are here to be part of something bigger than yourself. And when you get into the crowd, and when you are all, when the collective consciousness of we're all here for a specific reason and we're gonna fight like hell for that reason, when that really comes into play, those individual concerns start to matter a lot less. This is, I'm just speaking from my experience here, but it's really powerful. And the only way that you can let it stop you is if you back out before it starts. And trust me, like, we need you. We need as many people as we can get. This stuff, this antimorphic technology is just gonna show up and be everywhere and it's going to be another insidious victory for the surveillance state
2: yeah there's all these insidious things that like governments and empires do to like make it so difficult and like practically for people like economically disadvantaged people and like to like I don't know like, have original thought and like it's just terrifying everything that happened at school the past year and like it yeah. reminds me that like all this stuff is like real <laughs> I don't know I want to say that, like, the Animorphs are, like, inspiring still to me as an adult, but, like, I think what more makes sense is that I was able to grow with them through reading them, and I'm kind of glad that I never finished the books as a child, because it might have colored my experience of them in a way that, like, was difficult to properly process.
0: I'm not good at rousing speeches. I'll be over here.
2: (laughs) Right, so how do you, I mean, how do you motivate yourself to do this, to get involved?
0: I'm over here.
2: Just vibes?
0: um i feel like it's a real dick move if i don't that's (laughs) it that really is it you know it's not a noble cause it's for for me it's not about the noble i mean it's partially about the noble cause it's about my sense of right and wrong but it's also like it just seems like a real dick move not to try and help out when there's like some sort of horrible societal inequality coming and for for this specific instance it's personal obviously Because of my mother. But in general, it really is just, like, well, I don't want to be that
2: who doesn't help. Well, right, and also I think that, like, it's just so hard because this is such a grand issue. But to also (laughs) think about it as, like, it's not just a a countrywide issue. It's also about the interpersonal, like, you have to make it about the community that is, like, in your personal sphere, right? Like, about the people in your life. Because otherwise, how does your, like, monkey brain understand that, like, it's a real thing?
1: All right, well, I dig cassandra's peer pressure based model of of solidarity which like no seriously like it's like it's pretty cool if
0: it works it works man if it
1: works it works i think it's also important for us when we're considering the sort of broader implications of it and again getting your monkey brain to recognize that you know this is important to your immediate community we also and this is something that takes a little bit more work but that obviously so i know you know how to do um we also have to factor our own privilege into it you know like we are not
2: Oh, I try. <laughs> like none
1: of none of us personally none of us personally are gonna be as affected by this. My my buddy Oscar was gonna be here. My my EMT friend who got forcibly turned into a offlet after I almost stole a morphing cube. Um Did you
2: do that? That's crazy. I,
1: I, I tried <laughs> really hard and then uh my buddy Oscar paid for it and I did not. Except that I had to give an extremely embarrassing speech in front of him.
2: The whole college, which was... Why did you do that? I totally don't remember that. It's still I don't, the worst I, thing I've ever done. I but... don't think about that every day. Yeah. Um... That
0: was so bad. Because <gasps> I wasn't there, because I also got kicked <laughs> out. Arisa took video of it for me so oh, I God could God. see.
2: You took video of that? I mean, I was trying to, like... I was taking a video of, like, not your speech. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: The, the video is, like, of her lap.
2: Yeah, it was
1: bad for me that I had to stand up in front of everybody, but, like... My, my friend Oscar got his life ruined, you know? And it's my fault. And now this technology is making it more difficult. Like, the two of us haven't spoken, basically, since. But I got a message from him saying that he might want to be friends again and that he's going to be at this thing with us. Nice! Yeah, and I don't know, it really boggles my mind that somebody would want that. Anyway, it's everybody's fight, and it can't just be the fight that they are fighting. No
2: one uses fax machines, but you'll hear the noise. Statues left by ancient Greeks, the perfect cheeks of
1: goddesses and boys,
2: piled in the closet, broken toys. Hey, can you believe that we've been doing this for 54 weeks? And changed because we had like times where we weren't doing it. So, like I can't really wrangle y'all into doing anything else. <laughs> like,. I'm amazed that you guys showed up for the last like 10 or whatever.
1: I know I gave you a lot of guff about respecting Professor Leon's memory and stuff, but I am really glad we did this.
0: Even if it was just a product of Erso's daddy issues.
2: (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Yes, I have daddy issues!
0: (laughs) Let's talk about the war
2: crimes trial. Let's talk about the fact that. Jake is textually a war criminal. I told you, I kept telling you. Well I always thought it was subtextual. I didn't know that they no, were. No, he acknowledge-
0: literally got called out publicly and legally as a war criminal and they still didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah,
1: because it wasn't the timer place.
0: He should have been in jail.
2: He's it's, a nice, he's a nice b-ball boy.
0: I am a prison abolitionist, <laughs> except for Jake Berenson.
1: That's not. That's not how prison abolition works, my friend. Yes, three, three,
2: and Jake have to share a prison.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Oh my god. I'm sure someone's written that fan. That's fiction.
2: horrifying. I hate that.
0: Someone has written that fan fiction, and it is rated explicit. Because. Why are yes. we
1: talking? Why are we talking about fan fiction? Yes, um, yes. yes hypothetically. Yes, but it not the time or place. Should have been a different trial. Which I'm saying, yes, he should have gotten a trial. Yes, mm-hmm. they should have put him on trial for war crimes.
0: Heck yeah. War crimes. Let's talk about war crimes.
1: We've been talking about war crimes for Over a, 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 year. a full calendar. Yeah, year. What,
2: what else is there to say? Mr. One is a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> They're all girl
1: bosses. Mr. One and the war crime boy. Girl beasts.
0: Think about what's so funny to me uh, when it comes to these events is think about like any like sci-fi novels you've read like fiction stuff that's you know got a big bad alien. (laughs) Think about like all the stuff that you've read like fiction where there's a big bad guy. I feel like usually when you defeat the big bad guy there's like a big climactic battle and you kill them and then it's like woo everything's great and then in real life it's like no, actually, you capture the big bad guy and you take him to court for war crimes. (laughs) And And you win. And you win. And it's simultaneously, like, hilarious. But also, like, Jake should have also been on trial and he wasn't and he never got put on trial and that really grinds my goat. Hmm. So the only legal
1: body that's really going to put Jake on trial for war crimes is the Yurk Empire, yeah?
2: Nobody on planet Earth is going to put Jake Berenson on trial.
0: They should trial
2: for war crimes, but you they're know, not gonna do Earth governments at this point. I mean, they, I guess, they must if they're putting if they're putting Visser One on trial. They have to recognize Yerkes as individuals, right? So yes. how can they how can they not try him for mass murder? Because again, he's it he would should. have to be the York Empire who would prosecute him. Well, right, exactly.
0: Resurrect the York Empire. Just to prosecute Jake Berenson. <laughs>
1: Cause, Andrew, this is maybe one of the stalest, Oof. grossest, most fugly takes you've ever had.
2: <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> this
1: is a real moldy cheese take over here. <laughs> I
2: don't know if I can, yeah, that's practical, but I understand what you're trying to say. Mm. Can we talk about the fact that Jarrah Hemi died? That sucked. Yeah. I, it was just like, there was like so much happening, I was like... Are you serious? Yeah. And it just like, we didn't have time for it. No, we didn't. At least Toby becomes like a politician or something. Give her a vote, you cowards. I want Rachel to not be
0: dead. Well, sucks to
1: suck. Yeah, I want Rachel to have had a n- nice long life and a peaceful death of natural causes. Man, this is a real pump-up text right before a protest, ain't it? Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, I don't.
2: If, I don't really. Think do you want to? Do you want a
1: real rancid take from over here? Oh please! Sure. Cassie gave the Yerks the morphing technology in order to prevent Tom from being killed, and that resulted in a Yerk acquiring a polar bear morph and killing Rachel. So really, this is all Cassie's fault.
0: That is a rancid take.
2: Yeah, that's a that's putrid.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're we're getting all of our, our just absolutely musty takes out here. I might as well <laughs> dump one out myself. Let's I go. Like, I
2: feel like in addition that you're just wrong. Next, <laughs> next yeah, question. no, but that's probably what Cassie has been telling
1: herself. I think yeah. that's probably been the vector for her own guilt. Well, now you need now, so We need a really a really awful take from you.
2: My bad. Take is that Visser one is hot. Next question. That's
1: <laughs> that's that's not even. Is he more hot in the blank lavender box or outside of it? Oh.
0: The lavender box doesn't matter. Meta- metaphor for the closet
2: yes the lavender box it's lavender that's that's not a heterosexual color i hate this
0: <laughs> proof that viscer one is
2: gay this is bad it's bad does is viscer one gay? does is Visser one gay <laughs> you know there's something that i thought was in one of the main journals but ended up being actually in one of the apocryphal journals not that this isn't apocryphal where the droge taunts cassie Kill him and cry over him. That's our Cassie. Like, he calls her out of being, like, a hypocrite. Ow. Uh, Arbron
1: gets shot and killed by poachers. That sucked. His whole story, really, is uh, kind of a You did Utah-mer. mention that
2: last week. Did we? No, not, remember you were talking about poachers being a...
0: Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. You were right. Thank you for once in your miserable little
1: life. Thank you. We
2: yeah, can, but
0: you can you can I can
2: die happy now. That's preventable. I'm I still well,
1: with you
0: you on it. Well, hopefully you don't die happy at the protest cuz that would be
1: I bad. can die happy now and air so immediately
2: like that's preventable. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. How do you feel after reading this book? Gutted. Depressed. I feel like I can still connect with these ideas of people that I did as a child in a way that I guess I didn't really expect that I was going to be able to. Mm-hmm. As an adult. I mean, the fact that they grow up literally like they're 19, <laughs> that helps. Pretty cool how the crew of the
1: spaceship Rachel prevents the Borg from taking over.
0: I still think it was made up. What, the Borg?
1: Yeah, they that did make too. those up for Star Trek for a television show.
2: <laughs> Get out of here. There was a writer's Leave. room. Leave. You can't be mean to her. She's so tiny. That's true. Yeah, I'm you sorry. can't bully
1: me. I'm going to go tell the nearest school teacher they're going to think that I'm... <laughs> One of their one of their own, and then they're going to prosecute you in a court of law
0: for war crimes.
2: War <laughs> crimes against Parker. <laughs> I can't wait to never hear you guys talk about war crimes ever again in my life.
0: Um. Yeah. They That's... just texted me saying to uh, start getting everything ready.
2: Okay. Hold on, let me chug this milk real quick. Don't, don't chug. Don't don't chug no. the milk. Don't don't do
1: that. Put the milk down. Don't Back put it away, away no, slowly. No, don't do that. Don't put. Don't chug the milk. Okay. All right. She
2: chug the milk. She chug the milk. She chug the milk.
1: Um, I Get got, out
2: of my apartment. Go protest. I got you
1: wired up to my burner phone. Text me
2: if you need anything or if uh, some stuff goes down. Yeah, we'll there do. there are people are there early anyway, so yep. might as okay. well. Just, bye. bye. You're gonna be all right. Have fun. Yeah, I guess.
1: Let me rephrase that. You're gonna be all right.
2: That's what I wanted to hear. Right. Let's go. All right, bye you two. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks. Stay safe. Stay safe. For listening to the Morph Report, this is uh fucked up. Off the cuff, and (laughs) (laughs) we what the fuck are we done? Yeah, we're
0: done. Well, except we do PSA. We do plan to do like an out of character series wrap
2: up episode. Yeah, because there's there's a certain degree to which we can't really talk about so many elements of what make this book important (sighs) and good within our little role play. But if you are listening to this, just thank you for listening to it and. The Animorphs series is really important to all of us in different ways, outside of our little character um, thing. (laughs) And we tried to capture why it was so important over 54 episodes. So whether you've just listened to one... Or you listen to all of them and hawk talk. Like, Don't
0: be like Marina's friend and start the series with the last one, though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was very important for us as friends to have something over the pandemic. Not only that we, we could do, but that ended up connecting the three of us more than we expected.
0: Also, we've talked about this before, but all of us are kind of amazed that we have actually in a somewhat haphazard way at times
2: finished this project because um yeah. we all Woo! suck at finishing projects We sure do at yeah. least I do Some of us have ADHD and to a well nations sail a little more than others <laughs> So have fun editing that later <laughs> I just yeah I can't believe that we did it I think it really it really has Changed my life. Okay, we're and going in for a hug. Yeah, we're hugging. You're hugging with us as well if you're listening. Yes, we love you're part you. of the hug. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We love you for listening and. Um, we want to
0: kiss you on the lips. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: I want to kiss you on the eyeball. All right. Eww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any major. You're gonna cry. Thoughts? No,
1: I'm I want. Yeah, it, I you want a, look
2: like you're gonna I cry, cry you you.
1: I am I'm thinking about profound things to say. I've gotten a lot closer <laughs> to YouTube than I ever thought I would, and I've gotten a lot better at Twitter than I ever thought I would.
2: <laughs> um, yeah,
0: Scrooge writes our tweets, and they're really funny. Um, yeah. I don't, Sometimes sad. the tweets are me, but it's usually Scrib
2: I'd like to make a special thanks as well to Lee Zangari for. Yes. Um, the all whole of our, time! Yeah, our music our incredible music. I'd also like to give a special thanks to Maddie for supporting me when I started this and supporting me on Patreon. And I'd like to give a special thanks to Jen for being an amazing friend as well and and supporting this project that I know is important to her because she's an Animorphs fan as well. So
1: The fact that any of you would even consider throwing money at us is mind-boggling to me, and we really appreciate it. Unless yes. we were
2: like on stage and it was ones. <laughs> <laughs> ones, but with, like, extra zeros. Put it around. back in your
1: pants, Reginald, big Sunday funnies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, special thanks to Marvin for transcribing most yes.
1: of the episodes. Marvin is an angel. Thank you so much, Marvin. Yeah, we love Marvin. Anyone stand else? We stan,
0: Marvin. <laughs> uh, thanks uh, to all of our
1: guest stars who yes. have been in, in to help us out and provide a little bit of different perspective and, uh, yeah, I don't know, special making thanks. our world bigger.
2: Yeah, special thanks to K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant <laughs> as well, like... This obviously wouldn't be possible without the series itself and all the ghostwriters who go unnamed. <laughs> My um, one
1: regret from this podcast was that I did not attempt to reach out to Michael Grant to get him to do some voiceover work for us.
2: Yeah, we were going to do that because we know that he actually does do some podcast I stuff, really should have. But... Oh, well.
1: You told me that you would combust. That you would just <laughs> like, you would explode if we did that. Thank you, everyone. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. You're this all beautiful.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry that it has to end that sucks but... but
1: we'll be back with more
0: yeah. yes that this is also a psa that we are planning to take a decent break we haven't decided exactly how long probably a few months after the morph report wraps up we're gonna we have some stuff we're behind on patreon stuff because uh that's my fault we that is totally on me sorry people we plan to take a decent break wrap up morph report stuff and uh pivot i clearly work in corporate world too much to um being a like changing our name on social media and stuff and being a more like production company except we keep arguing about what the name should be yeah we Um, haven't decided yet
2: Mm -hmm. but
0: then we are going to work on um, another podcast at some point it's going to be pretty different but also pretty similar in some ways and it's going to have that unique morph report flair in that we're doing something really stupid
2: yeah it's going to be a (laughs) difficult to grasp concept and difficult to explain to your friends and family (laughs) What's your podcast about? Yeah. Oh, uh, how much time do you have?
1: <laughs> yeah, so if you like our nerdy <laughs> gay asses and you want to hear more of our voices, uh, stay tuned.
2: Yeah, it's going to be about books.
0: We'll
1: yeah, say that books. So books are great.
0: Nominally. And also thanks to Hamlet, who is the one who came up with this idea in the first place, and, like, united our warring factions over what the podcast should actually be about with this idea that made it all work.
1: Without your passion for podcasts, this wouldn't exist at all. One of the sort of longer-running and more impressive creative projects of my creative career wouldn't exist at all, so
0: Yeah, it's impressive. Slap that shit on your resume. Uh,
1: Hey, so... uh... I was involved in this, too. This is also one of the
2: things that I've done that makes me an impressive potential employee. Shows you can stick with the project. I am forever grateful to Hamlet just for bringing us together and spurring us on our way of doing this awesome thing. So thank you. And how's your cat? (laughs) (laughs) Also, special thanks to my mom for being uh, the voice of the governor in one episode and also just being a swell human who i love to talk to about the podcast and all sorts of stuff so i love you mom
0: okay anyone else, anyone
2: else? I feel like there's thanks to joe biden <laughs> no. <laughs> Shut the
0: fuck up. Absolutely not. and also thank you to anyone who we forgot because we're forgetful dumbasses. asses um, uh, just if if you feel like you should be thanked please assume that you are being thanked thank you And we're kissing you on the lips No And one of us is kissing you on the eyeball That's disgusting And one
1: of us is giving you a firm handshake
0: I'm kissing your mother on the lips as we speak (laughs) (laughs) With tongue
2: I'm unzipping your dad's pants as we speak
0: (laughs) Why do all of my friends want to become my stepmom? <laughs> <laughs> all right, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye.
1: Thanks to Lee Zangari for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl and Complicated Spoon. You can find more of their music at leezangari.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Potomorphs, tweet at us or send us an email and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe.
2: you love the Animorphs series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs podcast directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every Animorphin desire. Check it out. We'll see you there.